It's time for the Contempo Coding Podcast. Discussions, knowledge, and insight to help you succeed in the medical coding industry. And now, here's your host, Victoria. Hey, Coding Crew. Welcome back to another episode of my podcast. This is episode number two. I was pretty happy with the numbers that I had for episode one, considering I wasn't heavily promoting the podcast. I think I mentioned it a couple of times, maybe in my YouTube channel. And then shout out to my friends that have also suggested my podcast to some of their listeners through their podcasts and their various social media outlets. I want to thank you for coming back for episode two. I've been having a pretty good week. It's been a little bit of a relief, and I want to say thank you so much to the Girl Scouts of America. My daughter is a Girl Scout. She's participated in Girl Scouts since she was able to join as a daisy. And they've been very accommodating as far as, you know, her attention span and so forth. And one thing that they did recently was open up virtual summer camp. And my kid has been just like a whiz at Zoom meetings, probably better at Zoom meetings than a lot of people that I've had to work with over the past couple of years. And she likes it. She loves that she can see other people on these meetings and interact with them and she's gotten so savvy at like navigating around and things so they were having they've they've started sessions of virtual girl scout camps and this was her first week of virtual girl scout camp so she signed on to her zoom meetings this week from 9 a.m to 12 which is just such a relief that she's occupied during that time and uh, having a good time but it is disney magic week So everything that they've been doing this week has been themed for Disney. So they made little Minnie Mouse headbands. They've been doing Disney trivia. She made a little Moana boat out of popsicle sticks. And they did some of the virtual rides that they have for Disney. So she did, um, I think, an Alice in Wonderland. And then she was doing It's a Small World. All the various ones of It's a Small World. She was excited to see that there was like different versions depending on like Tokyo Disney versus uh, Disneyland versus Disney World. So she really liked that. And, you know, coding itself is a very small world. It's a very small industry. I will absolutely tell you that. When I left my very first position in medical billing, I very distinctly remember someone telling me who had for a brief moment been my supervisor. She's like, you know, you're leaving now, but this is a small industry. You see people all over again. So we might see each other again because you just, that's just how the industry is. You run into people all over again. And I just went, yeah, no. Uh, The organization that I was transferring to, or I guess had had gotten a new job at, was 90 minutes away from the organization that I was currently working on. And I'm just like, I'm never going to see these people again. Uh, Not that I was intending to burn the bridge, although because of some unusual HR policies, I think I did technically have to quit that position because I believe I had given like three weeks notice and then had to cut it back to two weeks, even though I was only required to do two weeks. And they said, you know, oh, well, since you cut back, it starts the clock again of when you have to give notice. So if you have to leave on that day, technically you're going to have to quit. And I don't know. They say they said at the time that I wouldn't be able to reapply at that organization. But considering how many changes of titles 
and uh, management they've had at that time. I, I wonder if that's actually still true. And for a while, I was pretty safe. For a while, it was all brand new faces. I never saw anyone until about six months in. I was sitting at my desk eating my lunch and my fingers were full of, I don't remember, cracker crumbs or something. And sure enough, the chief financial officer from my old organization walked by and I got the impression that he was there either for an interview or to finalize new employment there. But very shortly after, he did come in as the chief financial officer of this new organization and there was quite the trickle effect then afterwards of people from my old organization suddenly coming into my new organization. Uh, so there was a lot, there was a lot of familiar faces all over again. And I've actually had some, some pretty familiar faces continually. Uh, and I've, I'm in an area where I've stretched across quite a few different organizations. I don't like to think of myself as a job hopper, but I've always said, you know, when I get bored, when I'm no longer interested in what I do, and if I can't move anywhere else, like that's it. Like I just, I just don't like to be bored. So it's not that I'm intentionally looking to hop from job to job to job to job, but I, you know, in some cases, I guess that is the new way of doing things. And, you know, there's just so many opportunities out there, especially in medical coding. I mean, once you've got a couple of years under your belt, the opportunities are ridiculous. I have headhunters and recruiters and temp agencies calling all the time. I had a temp agency the other day that said that they found my my resume on Monster and it was an old one, but they still wanted to offer me a billing job. And they're like, oh yeah, do you want this billing job? And I'm like, well, that's actually not what I do anymore. I do provider education and I do auditing <laughs> and educate other coders and coding regulations. So I don't mean to be insulting, but that's not, <laughs> that's not what I do anymore. When you get those calls though, it's important to have a nice dialogue with these people, even if they're from a recruiting agency, because hey, there might be someone in your chapter that you can think of or, or send that out to your chapter. Say like, hey, shoot me an email and I'll forward this out to all of my members. There might be someone that's interested because you know you have those new coders out there that are just looking for that opportunity and maybe the position that I might be turning down would be you know the chance of a lifetime for them starting out. <laughs> And funny enough, just going back to it being a small world, after all, I'll say it was 10 to 13 years ago when I was super early on in coding. One of the things we used to do was have our local Medicare contractor rep come and do education. It's a pretty common thing with big organizations. Medicare comes in for free, does education with you. And our Medicare rep came in and I remember him teaching me how to use the E&M score sheets for the first time. And I remember him giving ABN education and one of the practice managers, and I won't get too deep into the story in case anyone listens that may have been uh, involved in this. Uh, but one of the practice managers at the time got pretty belligerent with him. And it was just a very shocking moment early on in my career, just like completely dropped my jaw to hear someone say something to someone who works for Medicare and could very well just go back and go, hey, audit the heck out of that organization. But fast forward about 12 years, 
that Medicare rep now works with me in the same organization. I work in the auditing department and he works in the compliance department. And today we were having discussions about, because we're both creative types, some things that we might be able to collaborate with to present some visual or humorous kind of sticky things for the 2021 E&M updates because we're both on a work group to do some education on that. So it's, you know, you really never know when you in- encounter people how your career is gonna progress and how those people are gonna come back into your career, into your life in just sometimes the most unexpected ways. I've even had some situations recently where, and I think I talked about this on Tony Elholm's podcast, where I've not necessarily burned bridges with people that I've worked with in the past. But after I worked with them, like I forgot to kind of follow up and be like, hey, how are you? How are things going? Um, Things are going well with me. Let's do lunch. Like I I just, you know, in in being so busy with with new things and moving forward, I just sometimes forget to uh, have those niceties following up with people that I've worked with. But I've gotten some really wonderful comments on LinkedIn lately from people from my previous employers just going, oh my gosh, Victoria, you know, I've seen your videos, I see what you're doing and you've been so successful and it's just so amazing. And I am just so impressed and so happy for you. And it's just, oh my God, just warms my heart. Those are the kind of messages that I get and I just want to cry because it, it really makes me feel like people have been rooting for me and are continuing to root for me. And (laughs) I have terrible imposter syndrome. And I think not everyone understands what I mean when I say I have imposter syndrome. I've had people in the past say, oh, well, you just have low self-esteem. Well, no, it's almost like my default setting is that I'm doing a bad job. And when I hear people tell me, no, you're, you're really good at what you're doing, I just, I mean, entirely in disbelief because I just feel like I've somehow lucked my way to where I am. So now that I've just kind of rambled a little bit about career stuff in general, I want to break quick for an ad and then I'm going to get into some stuff going back to talking about ABNs. This week's ad is for Sashka Co. And you have seen me wear these beautiful, beautiful bracelets in my YouTube episode. They are a beautiful handmade glass bead bracelet made by artisans in Nepal. And they are produced using fair trade. I love them because they are the type of bracelet that you can dress up, you can dress down. So no matter what I'm wearing, I'm gonna have a bracelet that looks beautiful. And they come in extended sizes, like an eight inch extended size. I love them because I have big hands and they are so easy to put on because they are all roll on bracelets. So if you're shopping for someone who has arthritis or you just hate clasps because they break your nails, these are fantastic bracelets and they are so cute and they are constantly coming out with beautiful, beautiful designs. I have some for me, I have some kid size ones and I've been stocking up you guys because I'm gonna be completely honest about something. Considering how much this pandemic is going on across the nation and numbers are going up, I'm not 100% sure how much Christmas shopping I'm gonna be getting done between now and December. So I'm starting to just pick up little stocking stuffers and some things that I can put aside. And these bracelets would be absolutely perfect for that. They are such a good little like thank you present 
or just something that you can have in your stock even to give to like someone like, hey, thanks for coming and speaking at our chapter. Uh, thanks for being a partner with me. And they'll fit into a tiny envelope so you can ship them and they are just so beautiful and so wonderful. And again, they help support these women in Nepal, these artisans through fair trade. So go to contempocoding.com and to my tab, that says affiliates and there will be a link in there for the Sashka Co and you can buy their bracelets for 50% off using that link that I have on my affiliate tab. So definitely check that out. Hey, and on the subject of merch, I am soon going to be monetized on YouTube within the next probably two weeks. So be on the lookout because my merch shelf is gonna be hitting up my YouTube videos. At the very bottom, you're gonna be able to see all of my cool t-shirts that I have and mugs that say keep on coding on and my fun Contempo coding merchandise. Going back to my discussion about ABNs, the ABN form has recently been updated. So please make sure that when you are giving ABN forms that you are giving the new Medicare updated form. The new expiration date at the bottom should say June 30th of 2023. So make sure you're using the correct ABN form. You can go on the Medicare website. They have it in English and Spanish and they actually have a large print version now, which you can and utilize for those patients that might need it in a larger print to see. So some things I wanna remind everyone gently about the Medicare Advanced Beneficiary Notice is these are for services that Medicare may or may not cover. So if Medicare is never gonna cover for you to get liposuction on your love handles, you wouldn't really need to get an ABN for that or a physical exam, we'll use that example. Medicare technically does not cover a head to toe physical exam. Technically speaking, you do not need to get an ABN for that because Medicare patients are expected to know their benefits and that they do not qualify to receive those services that they are out of pocket these ABN forms really are to be for services that Medicare may or may not cover. Something like, for example, a lesion removal. And I bring up lesions a lot because it gets missed on the CPC exam. People don't know how to code for them correctly and they are just confusing. There's so many different sizes and closures and all kinds of things to think about with measurements. So if a, a a patient has a lesion, it could be just a cosmetic lesion that they just don't like the way it looks, uh, or it could be very genuinely something medically necessary that maybe it's obstructing, you know, a nasal passage or something and they need to have it removed. Or it could be, you know, malignant or might be in an area where it's prone to get trauma and infection. So that might be an instance where you would give that advanced beneficiary notice to give the patient the heads up saying, hey, Medicare might not cover this and here's what it's gonna cost you. And that cost estimate has to be within $100 or 25% of the actual cost, whichever is greater. So they have to have that cost estimate and it has to be given to them in lay terms. So don't use things like excision of a neoplasm that might be you know, suspicious. Just say, you know, it's, it's a skin removal or a mole removal, something that the patient can understand. Don't use technical terms. One thing that I see 
also gets missed a lot with ABNs, although I've not heard a lot about people getting caught on it, is the patient has to get a copy of that ABN. Once you've filled that out with the lay terms, once they've uh, gotten that cost estimate and they've selected if they do or do not wanna receive those services, and they've signed it and you know they say, I do want Medicare billed, I don't want Medicare billed, uh, and they sign and date, they're to get a copy of that. Now sometimes you know the patient might leave and accidentally forget the copy, so you can mail it out afterwards. The copy can be mailed out afterwards, the photocopy. But make sure that you're getting that signed before rendering the service. So it's called an advanced beneficiary notice because the patient has to sign it before their, their service. They can't be pressured into signing it under any kind of duress. So it's something that they have to be given in advance. I've heard a lot of different opinions, very strong different opinions of how to operationalize the ABN, that if this should really truly fall in the hands of the provider, since they're the ones that have to explain the service, versus it being support staff, because they're the ones that are gonna have the cost estimate and they take care of more administrative things. So, you know, that's another very big thought process to have. Like, can the provider have that conversation or should it really lie with the support staff to fill that out almost like they would fill out the majority of a workers' comp form for a provider? So something to think about because if you're not executing those ABNs appropriately, then you can't balance bill those patients if Medicare denies that service. If you need training on ABNs, there is free training available through CMS. Go to cms.gov and in that top search box there, just type ABN and you'll be able to find some of their information on the Medicare ABN. Although speaking of education, I have not done a free CEU webinar in a while and I really feel like I should give back to the community in that way. So if anyone has something that they think would make a really good free CEU webinar that I should put out on my website, just give me a, an email or a DM or what have you, victoriacontempocoding.com. You can hit me up on Instagram. You can comment on one of my YouTube videos. I am easily accessible on the internet. I will also be at the next AAPC conference, which is also going virtual. It was going to be at Denver, and now it will be a virtual event. You can find me there talking about new provider education. And actually, I will also be on Facebook Live July 16th at 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the AAPC Facebook page, talking about my involvement with the chapter association and local chapters. So definitely, if you are... Uh, on Facebook, make sure you like that Facebook page and keep updated for alerts so that you can catch me on Facebook Live. It'll be a good, good time. I'll be hanging out for an hour, answering questions and all kinds of fun stuff. So definitely check that one out. That is all I've got for the podcast today, guys. I hope you are all well. We are having a heck of a heat wave here, but I got a fold-up dog pool and threw it in the sand pile that's in my backyard, and it's keeping me cool for the time being because all our public pools are unfortunately closed. So stay cool, stay safe, and as always, just keep on coding on.